Hi, welcome to the Plus Up podcast. I'm Susan George, and I'm here today with my two partners from Media Plus Advisors, Carly Feinstein and Perry Ann Grignan. We cover topics of interest to the media and marketing ecosystem, and we're back today with another guest. Carly, do you want to go ahead and introduce our guest? I would be honored to. Today, we have Matt Kassendorf from the 4As. He is the Senior Vice President of Business Intelligence and Insight Group. And we have been having some great conversations with him and hearing his perspective on many topics. And today we are going to talk about uh, one of those topics, which is relationship management. But before we jump in, I'm going to ask Matt to introduce himself and say hello to our listeners and give us a little background. Well, thank you so much. I'm proud to be here. Um, again, my name is Matt Kassendorf. I'm with the 4As. Uh, I've been with the 4As for about oh, three and a half years. And prior to that, in a series of account management and business development roles at both smaller full-service agencies and then a couple of the global media agencies, always based in New York. That's great. Well, thank you for that introduction. I um, have the, the honor of asking the first question to get our conversation started. So, Matt. We know you have a passion for formalizing relationship management programs between marketers and agencies. And we know this because the four A's led by you in partnership with the ANA conducted a survey across both of your organizations on this very topic. And we actually recently heard you and Greg Wright with the ANA present a summary of findings during the ANA's Advertising Financial Management Conference. And I'm going to ask you if you could share some of the highlights with our listeners who might have missed it. Of course, Carly. Um, we were very proud to partner with the ANA on this. Um, as you said, they surveyed and actually surveyed a number of their members who are part of the Agency Relations Committee. And we also surveyed uh, a number of our members. And the intent was to find out what each side, if you will, thinks of relationship management. And we were, I guess gratified is a great word to use, to hear that both clients and agencies are satisfied with relationship management programs and also very much aligned on some of the key benefits from having those programs. Among those being a better communication, better efficiency, better work, and greater ROI. And you know, we looked at these results, kind of hashed them through a couple of times and just felt that, wow, this is really good information. Um, the, the holy grail is better work and greater ROI, right, between the relation of the relationship itself. So if a relationship management program can lead to that, you know, we felt we really have something here that we wanted to share. That's great. And I thought the um, the survey was so interesting. Was there anything that you feel like you missed or you wish you had covered and might cover in future rounds? That's a great question. I don't think we missed anything because, uh, you know, we, we, we set out with a specific intent in mind, and I think we captured that. We haven't really talked about a next round or next wave of this, but if I was going to blue sky it, I would really like to do something that delves into tenure and investigates whether or not, as we sort of intuitively believe, a relationship management program will lead to greater tenure of the client agency relationship. 
Well, that's so interesting. I mean, I bet you get a lot of questions from clients about that topic, about relationship management, about the longevity, you know, question. You know, what I'm wondering is that in the role that you're in, um, what do you get asked the most often? Like, you know, the phone rings and somebody's calling or you get a note, um, you know, what, what's the question on the other end of the line? Well, Barry Ann, I wish there were more questions, emails, phone calls, texts, whatever, um, regarding relationship management. The truth is that that's not what we get the most of or what I get the most of. Most of the questions that I get relate to prospecting and pitching. And hey, that's something I've been doing a lot for my career. And that is one of my um, reasons for being at the four A's is to help our members with uh, prospecting, with, with pitching. But the reality is it's, while it's an agency has to go after new business, it's the lifeblood of an agency. It is also critically important to, <laughs> I'm going to use um, a line that, that a search consultant used it's uh, Crosby Stills and Nash and Young song love the one you're with and by that I mean treat your clients as if they're new business prospects pitch them talk to them all the time understand what they need where they're going um, it's interesting because we've had several uh, panels at our MPF conference, which is a conference that's a closed member conference, Management Practitioners Forum. And over the years, we've had a couple panels uh, consisting of clients who used to be on the agency side. And when we asked them, what's one of the biggest differences being a client versus being an agency? One of the striking things is and this has changed over time, but in some ways it's gotten worse. Um, the amount of time that they spend on agency-related topics. So a couple of years ago, uh, the consensus was we spend about 30% of our time on agency-related topics and about 70% of our time on everything else from pricing, uh, products, legal issues, things like that. And during our most recent conference uh, last month, they said 10%. So if you think about what that means for an agency, that your clients are really only thinking about anything having to do with you about 10% of the time. So you have to kind of adjust the way you think about their response time and what they're doing. But more importantly, what are they spending the rest of their time doing? And shouldn't you be figuring out how you can help them? Whether that's uh, customer experience, whether it's um, the CRM systems for their customers, what are they doing, and how can you how can you figure out a way to help them with that? Let's talk about that a little because 
One of the things that we are always talking about when the subject of relationship management comes up is that, you know, in addition to, you know, trust and and true partnership, it's really having shared goals. So to me, that sounds like there is a disconnect because I would then think the agency should be shifting their focus to that 70 to 90% to be true partners to help their client. So can we, let's talk about that disconnect a little bit. Sure. So I don't know if it's, if it's shifting to address the 70 to 90 or if it's at least adding. So, you know, if you're, if your client's saying, well, I spent 10% of my time on things dealing with the agency, what else is there that's, makes sense from the agency purview that you can get involved in. And to the point of misalignment, if you will, the best relationships have a re an alignment of interests. And that comes down to communication. And again, one of the, the top benefits of a relationship management program is increased communication. And it's all it is is a, is a forum. And yes, it can be a very... Uh, robust process with a third party facilitating it, or a relationship management program can be far simpler. But there are some, if you will, formalities to it that need to be considered, you know, whether it's monthly check-ins, quarterly reviews, um, annual 360s, which over and over we hear are critical to the process. What it does is it provides a formal way of communication and a formal time for communication. Because I think what happens is everybody gets so caught up, and I mean this from the uh, client side as well as the agency side, everybody gets so caught up in the day-to-day -day work and making sure that everything is running smoothly, things are getting out the, on a timely basis, that you forget about the need to actually step back and say, okay, where are we? What do you need? What do you need moving forward? What do we think you need moving forward? have those discussions, and then you can start understanding the other areas that the CMO is involved in that makes sense for the agency uh, to offer some help. That's such great advice. Um, switching gears a little bit from the CMOs to marketing procurement, you know, in some of our experience in the past working with um, different marketing organizations, we've seen that marketing teams and procurement teams often have maybe some different or conflicting goals, objectives, agendas. Um, can you talk a little bit about what you've seen here from your perspective? Absolutely. And, and you're raising a uh, you're raising <laughs> an interesting and a very difficult situation for an agency. Um, it is hard to, to serve two agendas. It, it truly is. And one of the things that uh, and we, we will call them enlightened marketing procurement professionals, understand is the need to have alignment with their marketing teams and their marketing partners. Um, when you think about how procurement and got involved in marketing and, you know, procurement's background of, of dealing with, you know, many of the direct items of direct procurement that went into the production of something to indirect dealing with services and things like that. There are different ways to measure success and different ways to measure value. And the marketing procurement people of today, the professionals today, 
when they put on the value lens, it becomes less of a, you know, take the costs out, which frankly came from a year over year mentality, which is same thing year over year. There should be some efficiencies gained. Therefore, the cost should go down. That is not an unreasonable line of thinking. But I would say in this business, if you find an agency and a, and a marketing client that have done the same thing year over year, probably not doing too well, particularly this year. And the shift in focus from cost to value is one, as I said, that enlightened marketing professionals, mar uh, marketing procurement professionals really have going for them. And part of that is being aligned. And when an agency is put in the middle, um, again, having to serve an agenda of cost reduction, let's say, and then having to serve an agenda of top line growth, that's very hard. It's very, very hard. And, you know, we, we it, I, I'm uh, hinting a little bit about some of my background, but, uh, you know, when a client used to say, you know, our TV, is, our TV spots are too expensive, you know, easily say, okay, well, we can get them cheaper. We'll run them between, you know, midnight and 5 a.m. Oh, that's great. What's the cost? Oh, it's going to be really low. Great. Is anybody going to see them? No. Oh. And a simplistic way of saying that an unrelenting drive to lower costs without any concern about quality and top line growth is not something that's going to uh, serve anyone well. And that's where really the alignment needs to happen on the marketer side. And it really seems to be that the root cause for things really can be solved through a formalized relationship management program. And, um, you know, in the, in the ANA presentation, um, you know, you said something that like really resonated with us because we're consultants. So, you know, we think everything is a shared responsibility to begin with. And you said, you know, it's really to ensure that both parties are getting maximum value out of the relationship with, and like, if you like break down what you said, it's both parties getting maximum value out of the relationship, um, like to really focus on that, I thought was really cool. We're always very optimistic about relationships. We always think that they can be improved um, and that there's like, you know, different ways and, um, you know, different programs to get that done. Um, you know, a formalized relationship management program is, you know, at the top of the list. So like, here's the question, Matt, in, in your opinion, what is, does it take to get past what sometimes is a blame game, you know, um, when things are not working well, um, to really get to adoption of a program like that and get to this mutually beneficial uh, beneficial partnership? Well, you, you've hit it. It's what a relationship management program can help do, especially one that has a 360 component is get to the root cause of an issue. And let's just take a very simple one and been there. I read, I've experienced this myself. Client concern, boy, the agency is always late on delivering, whether it's 
scripts, whether it's finished uh, uh, production, whether it's plans, media plans, whatever it is, the agency is always late. And it's very easy for the client to, that can snowball a little bit, right? And you know, why? Yeah, no, they are always late. And then the agency is very defensive about it. Whereas if you have a 360 part of your relationship management program, it becomes very clear when the agency is filling out their portion of it, that maybe there's a delay in the approval system. So all of a sudden, instead of just being defensive, you can, and by no means do this in a, in a negative way, but in a very positive way to try to optimize the relationship, say, hey, listen, you know, we didn't realize that there were going to be eight levels of approval. And those take a little longer than, than we were expecting or used to. There you have a dialogue. There you have communication. And again, going back to the benefits that we saw in the study, communication is number one. The ability to just have that dialogue. Um, and what it also brings you to is shared accountability. So, you know, if you're if you're expecting to have some results, you're in it together. There is shared about accountability as to how you get there. So it becomes less pointing fingers and more in the old days, shaking hands. How can we, you know, get there together? I think one of the things you and I have is a, a kind of a long history in the business, right? Um, I'd like to just like follow up on that a little bit, get your perspective on like when you said eight approvals, it's it's not getting any better, right? I mean, that's like the number of approvals because so many things now in media and marketing and advertising are shared across so many different stakeholders. Whether it's you know the you know the creative product itself, the media plan and strategies, and then of course there's how that plays into e-commerce and and CRM. So the number of approvals is is not getting any smaller. Is that what you're finding? Um, we're, I mean, we're certainly hearing some of that. I don't want to say that approvals are harder than ever, but certainly given the complexity of what everyone's involved in, to your point, it's not just, hey, you know, a media plan anymore. It's a media plan that is backing into uh, e-commerce that is backing into all of these other things. So you really have a product, if you will, that does have to get approved by and passed by a great number of constituents. The issue becomes if that is explained up front and discussed up front, you can build that backwards in the approval cycle to make sure that you're covering for that. But again, if you don't know that because you haven't had that conversation, you may be thinking, oh, this is great. I'm going to send this over to a CMO. She'll get me the approval right away and then we'll go. And then it turns out that actually there are, I'll use the number again, eight steps involved in that. Whereas a conversation about the approval cycle and how we get things through the organization will help everybody understand the need to build in the appropriate timelines. 
we're all sitting here nodding because we have seen that we we've um, in just work we've done on the agency side, client side at uh, and from consulting, from actually helping marketers and agencies come up with relationship uh, management plans. And I know for me personally, I num the number one thing I'm with you. It's all about communication because without communication comes assumptions and we all know what happens when assumptions <laughs> are, are being made. It's just a recipe for disaster. So I'm going to ask the next question. Um, we've already established that you wish you got more calls from agencies about relationship management um, programs, formalizing them. But putting that aside for a second, if you had the attention of every agency C-suite, which we know you do, what would your number one piece of advice be for them? What do you wish they would call you for help with? Well, I, I'm, I'm not going to take the credit of having <laughs> the uh, ear of every C-suite, but um, I think the advice I give or, or what I'd like to be called about is how do we better communicate with our clients? And I think from an advice perspective, it would be, communicate, 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 understand what they need. Think about what they don't know they need yet. Come up with services, come up with, with IP products, your own products and services to, to solve these marketers pro business problems, these business challenges. And that really is a way to help future proof the agency. Um, so I think that would, that would be the, number one piece of advice yeah that's really that's really cool so um wrapping up i have two questions for you okay um you know first you know is there anything else that you'd love to share and to will you promise to come back and be a guest in the future <laughs> <laughs> so uh i'll answer this second one first yes i'd love to be a guest again and in terms of the first one i think what i'd really like to stress is relationship management does not have to be a costly, um, excessively time-consuming process. It really doesn't. It is something that can just decide we are going to do this. It does have to be formal, but again, formal doesn't necessarily mean expensive or cumbersome, but you need to schedule quarterly reviews. You need to schedule an, ideally an annual 360 check-ins that make sense from a timing perspective and get the commitment from both parties to do that. That's the formal part. But again, it can be done internally. It can be done with external third parties. It seems to be well worth it. Well, that's great. That's great, Matt. We definitely want to have you back you know, to hear how, you know, the adoption of some of these programs is going. You know, we'd love to hear success stories too. Um, you know, that would be fun to really talk about. And on behalf of Media Plus Advisors, thank you for being our guest today. And um, we, we look forward to keeping in touch. Um, thanks everybody. And, um, and look for our next podcast soon.